This is a Cato podcast special for Wednesday, November 14th, 2007. I'm Caleb Brown. Federal Reserve Board Chairman Ben Bernanke addressed the Cato Institute's annual monetary conference this morning, announcing new steps toward additional transparency that he hopes will improve the Fed's interaction with the public. This is a segment of his speech available in full at our website, cato.org. In testimony to the Congress at the time of my nomination as chairman in 2005, I pledged to continue the trend toward greater openness sustained under Chairman Greenspan. In so doing, I stressed the importance of continuity with the policies and strategies that have served the American economy well. Any further changes, I promised, would come only pursuant to a consensus within the FOMC that those changes would enhance the ability of the committee to pursue its dual mandate of achieving maximum employment and price stability. Toward that end, the FOMC has engaged in extensive deliberations over the past year or so to consider further steps towards greater transparency. Guided by a subcommittee headed by uh, Board Vice Chairman Donald Cohn, the FOMC reviewed the full range of our communications with the public. As indicated in a statement issued by the FOMC today, these discussions have led to a decision to increase the frequency and expand the content of the publicly released economic projections that are made by Federal Reserve Board members and Reserve Bank presidents. As I mentioned, the Federal Reserve has published economic projections for nearly 30 years, and indeed, the Federal Reserve was the first major central bank to issue such projections. Today's announcement builds on that foundation. In the remainder of my remarks, I will describe the changes that we plan to make and then explain why I believe that, collectively, they represent an important further step toward greater transparency. Because monetary policy decisions affect spending and inflation with a lag, policy decisions must be based on an assessment of medium-term economic prospects. Thus, the committee cannot fully explain its policy decisions without sharing its economic outlook with the public and with the Congress. To provide more timely information about the evolving outlook, the Federal Reserve will release FOMC participants' economic projections four times each year, rather than twice each year as we have done previously. Projections will continue to be released in February and July of each year to coincide with the semi-annual monetary policy report and the associated testimony to the Congress. Two additional sets of projections will be published in conjunction with the minutes of the FOMC meeting held around the beginnings of the second quarter and the fourth quarter of the year. In 2008, that will be the April and October meetings. The first expanded set of projections will be released next week, on November 20th, together with the minutes of the October FOMC meeting. The horizon of the projections will be extended from two years to three years. The projections released next week will extend through 2010. Each of the participants in the FOMC meeting, including the Federal Reserve Board members and all the Reserve Bank presidents, will, as in the past, provide projections for the growth of real gross domestic product, or GDP, the unemployment rate, and core inflation, that is inflation excluding the price of food and energy items. In addition, participants will now also provide projections for overall inflation. Both overall and core inflation will continue to be spaced on the price index for personal consumption expenditures, or PCE. 
Projections will continue to be made independently by each FOMC participant under the assumption of, quote, appropriate monetary policy. That is, the future evolution of the federal funds rate, judged by each participant, to be the one most likely to foster economic outcomes that satisfy the Federal Reserve's dual mandate. Following past practice, we will publish the central tendency and the range of the projections for each variable and for each year. We will also publish a comparison with the previous set of quarterly projections, a chart showing the central tendencies and the ranges for each variable over time, and charts showing the distribution of participants' projections and how that distribution has changed since the previous release. Accompanying the numerical projections will be a discussion, a projections narrative, if you will, that summarizes participants' views of the major forces shaping the outlook, discusses the sources of the risk to that outlook, and describes the dispersion of views among policymakers. By providing a medium-term perspective, the narrative will complement the discussion of shorter-term developments contained in the minutes. We will also provide qualitative information about participants' views on both the uncertainty and the balance of risks surrounding the outlook, together with quantitative historical information on the typical range of projection errors. Of course, the specific material provided and the form of the presentation may change over time as we gain experience and receive feedback. The enhanced projections will provide the public with several types of useful information. In particular, I find it helpful to think of the projections as functioning in three different ways, as a forecast, as a provisional plan, and as an evaluation of certain long-run features of the economy. Most obviously, the projections reflect the economic forecasts of FOMC participants, and as such, should provide the public with greater and more timely insight into the Committee's views of the economic outlook and the risks to that outlook. Of course, because our knowledge of the structure of the economy is incomplete and future economic disturbances are typically unforeseeable, economic forecasting is a highly uncertain enterprise. The only economic forecast in which I have complete confidence is that the economy will not evolve along the precise path implied by our projections. Nevertheless, as I've already noted, because policy affects spending and inflation with a lag, as Milton Friedman often pointed out, committee members have no choice other than to make medium-term forecasts, provisional and subject to uncertainty, though they may be. Providing more information about these forecasts, including discussions of the factors underlying the forecasts and of FOMC participants' assessments of the risks to the committee's objectives, should improve the public's understanding of the rationale for the current stance of monetary policy and any changes to that stance. The public will also be better able to judge the extent to which the committee's rationale is reasonable and persuasive. The projections also function as a plan for policy, albeit as a rough and highly provisional one. As I mentioned earlier, FOMC participants will continue to base their projections on the assumption of appropriate monetary policy. Consequently, the extended projections will provide a sense of the economic trajectory that committee participants see as best fulfilling the committee's dual mandate, given the initial conditions and the constraints that are posed by the structure of the economy. To illustrate, consider the question of the length of time over which a central bank should aim to restore price stability following an unwanted increase in inflation. 
A central bank that places weight on both employment and price stability, like the Federal Reserve, would not attempt to disinflate immediately or establish a fixed time frame for the restoration of price stability. Rather, the optimal expected time for completing the disinflation would depend on a host of factors, including the size of the initial deviation from price stability, the initial state of the real economy, for example, the level of unemployment, whether the rise in inflation resulted from transitory or permanent sources, the extent to which inflation expectations are well anchored, and so on. In circumstances in which disinflationary policy is necessary, the extended economic projections would make clear that the Federal Reserve is committed to maintaining price stability, but they would also provide some indications about what the Committee views as the most appropriate pace of disinflation, given the state of the economy and the requirements of the dual mandate. In like fashion, the speed at which policy aims to return the economy to its sustainable rates of growth and employment following a period of resource slack should depend in part on the nature and extent of inflation risks, among other considerations. More generally, the extended projections will convey additional information about the Committee's policy strategies and thus help augment the Committee's transparency, predictability, and accountability. That's a segment of a speech given by Fed Chairman Ben Bernanke earlier today at the Cato Institute's 25th Annual Monetary Conference. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. You may listen to or watch the full Monetary Conference at the website cato.org slash monetary.